Do you guys know killer bees are man-made? We escaped from a lab in 1957. That's the truth. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 30 of the podcast. Uh, I'm excited to hang out with you guys today. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff on the schedule for today, but when I say schedule, I mean I wrote on a piece of paper today to make sure I didn't get lost, because last week was a mess. A few things before we get started. Don't forget to check out bmsglass.com. Also, we have a Sunday sale coming up September ugh, September 27th. And thank you, everybody, who scooped a tie-dye at the pre-sale. Really grateful for all the support on that. And we do have another shirt coming up. We're just going crazy with it. We have too many fun designs. We pay graphic designers all over the place to make us stuff for projects we don't even know it for. We find a cool graphic designer. We're like, make us something. We'll pay you. We just want graphics because we might use them. We might not. But we have a cool one that's kind of like glass blowing tools, kind of like a more manufacturing looking shirt, but it's like on a black shirt and it's orange and red. So it's kind of Halloween looking, but still like not like pumpkins or anything, but it kind of got a Halloween vibe, but with like some tools and stuff on it. It's a cool shirt and I'm excited to share it with you guys. Today I am smoking some GMO. You know, I'm always smoking it, but it's consistently good. Nice gassy flavor. It's what I enjoy. It's what I look for for weed that I'm smoking in a joint. And then, uh, for the hash we're smoking today, we got GMO cake from Peace Within Hash. And then um, we got some uh, sour dub. Hey, bub, it's just your mom leaving. Okay, let's give, let's give Bane a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I forgot. I got to be talking to you. I was looking at this monitor over here. But um, and if you guys do want to hang out right now and chill, make sure you get your joints packed up, rolled up get your rigs out we're gonna be hanging out for a bit again the two strains we got here are gmo cake and i think it's sour dub is he sour tastes like some sour diesel mix um, oh yeah there's those puppies that's okay so now we got all the uh boys and girls is enough you know they really know when something's happening Okay, let's give him a minute, everybody. Is this is this the content you guys wanted to come here for? You wanted to hear do dogs barking with uh, HD cameras and some guy smoking weed in a tie dye? That's what you're getting. Okay, now that we got all the uh, intro stuff done, let's get into the episode. Yesterday, I posted up a uh, a thing on Instagram that was like. It was just like a little like mantra and stuff I say to myself because I got really frustrated yesterday. And, you know, I was I always say this thing. It's like. Um, Hating's easy. Try sub harder because I say it to myself, I'm not saying that to anyone else. I'm not saying that to someone that's like picking on me or saying something shitty on the Internet. I say it to myself. And um, not that like I'm a bully or trying to pick on anyone, but sometimes, you know, people say something shitty to you or someone's spreading false stuff and then. I mean, I guess you could call it sticking up for yourself if you say something, but at the same time, the way I was looking at this situation, if I were to stick up for myself or stick up for someone and say something, it would actually be me probably just putting this person down because everything I could think of to say was almost like more like an attack on this person. And I didn't want to attack someone back just because they were being shitty towards me or shitty towards someone um, that I respect. 
So I had to keep telling myself like, you know, Hayton's easy, try something harder. And what I mean, try something harder. I was trying tolerance. I was trying to just not let it consume my day, even though it did definitely consume a large part of it. Uh, but just trying to be aware of those like emotions and not letting them take over because at the end of the day, like I could say all these things to someone that are, you know, how I feel or whatever at the moment. But at the end of the day, I, once I smoke some weed, well, I probably won't care that much anymore. And I'll be like, who really fucking cares? I'm, I'm at home. My family's safe. I got my weed. Why did I give a shit so much? Why did I care so much and make an ass of myself or hurt someone or put someone down or try to prove my point and prove that I'm right? You don't always have to be right, folks. You really don't. It's not always helpful to be right all the time, you know? Sometimes it's more helpful to just either keep your mouth shut or just realize that being right isn't going to help anything right now. And in the whole situation, too, just to talk about it a little more, and not trying to be negative about anything, but I just wanted to, like, bring this up because I deleted the post, but a bunch of people reacted to it and really liked the post. But once when you leave something up like that that's kind of opinion-based, eventually, you know, some of those shitty people start getting in there, and instead of deleting comments and letting my followers go after people or instead of me trying to explain, because a lot of the people leaving comments that didn't really like that statement had good points too. They were like, you know, like, don't be a yes man, stick up for yourself. I agree with all that. Definitely. Don't kowtow to people. But at the same time, understand the ripple effect. Understand when you throw a stone into the pond, ripples spread out in every direction. So no matter what move you make, understand that there's a action or a reaction to whatever you do. So that's how I look at every scenario. I'm like, okay, if I react to this person and I throw that rock in the pond, how far out will these ripples go? And uh, how are they going to affect my life and people I care about's lives, my company? Like, what are these ripples going to do? And you pick and choose your battles. It's not, not, that's not not sticking up for yourself. That's just being, making like educated decisions on how you're going to maneuver through this world so that, you know, Hopefully it's uh, as smooth as possible for you because it's rough out there. But basically what was going on was, um, <clears throat> you know, like I, I, I see other people making other people's designs. Like obviously other people make RBRs or whatever. And that's not what was upsetting me yesterday. It was actually another glass artist and someone else was making their shit. And I just like it's I saw upset the person that made the design was getting and like they're in a situation where they can't grind right now. There's a lot of fires and shit going on in the West Coast and things are crazy and this person just can't work and grind, but then the guy that's, you know, remaking the stuff can keep working and it's like this really like, it's just like a shitty situation, but it is what it is. It's part of any industry, <clears throat> but I kind of wanted to like talk about this real quick. If any glassblowers watch this that are just coming up or maybe you've been there for a while and you're on top of the game, I need to hear this too, but, um, don't let those people that are, you know, remaking your shit, like get to you. Like you got to realize your own resilience with this shit, because if someone's remaking someone else's stuff and they're not creative enough or driven enough to create their own design, then they're not going to work as hard as you, the person that created it. As long as you keep working hard and focusing on what you're building, all the people that are trying to redo your shit, they're just mimics and copycats. There's no way they can keep up with you as long as you don't quit. You just have to keep grinding. And you don't have to work your life away to prove a point. But what I'm saying is, is look at the facts. If someone, how they make their living is remaking something else someone else does, then that's someone not hating, 
They're a, they could be a hard worker, grind 24 hours a day. I'm not hating on their grind or anything. If you may remake people's stuff, that does not mean you're not a hard worker and I'm not trying to belittle your time. I'm just saying big picture wise, to make your identity a copycat or someone that remake people's stuff, you're immediately limiting your growth. So if you're someone that is the creator, the person that did make the design and you're stressed out and worried about these people remaking your stuff, have faith in yourself. Know all this shit's temporary. All these like moments of feeling overwhelmed, like God, everyone's paying attention to this person. They like their version better. Maybe they're making more money than me on my design. Don't let it get to you because it is temporary with these people. They will find someone else's design to remake the following year or this or that. And even if they keep doing it, at the end of the day, you're still the one and you're not doing this to don't do this to prove anything to anyone. Do this, you know, for yourself too, as far as making glass and all that shit or anything you're doing. I mean, really, you could take that statement I said right there, which is all opinion based. So take it with a grain of salt, too. Uh, but you could take that whole thing I just said and apply it to almost anything you're doing. I mean, whether you're a writer, a photographer, anything, musician, what, whatever. Because I've had my moments where, man, I just like I've had my years where it's just a year of me being so upset with people remaking stuff. And I'm worried about this and that. And once I realized like all I had to do was just not stop and just work like crazy and just like show these people that like no matter what they do, like they're not going to be able to keep up with what my pace is. And in my head, I'm like, why are you even worried about them? They're just copycats. You know, they're just people that. You know, I think it's fine to like, if you want to like learn how to do something, remake someone else's design, have some fun with it, modify it, change it, whatever. But when your whole identity becomes someone else's design and that's all you're doing. And again, I'm not talking about me or the RBR. I'm talking about a situation I saw the other day and upset me because not everyone's in a position like me where they can just grind away. Not everyone has that same setup or situation. You know what I mean? Everybody's lives and setups are different. I'm set up so I can grind like this. Not everyone is. So when I see someone that's not set up like this and someone's taking advantage of them, remaking their shit and like shops are selling it and stuff, I'm just like, man, this is like, it's brutal. It's brutal though. That's any industry, right? That's capitalism. But at the same time, our industry is so little that it's like, I wonder if these people that remake stuff and make that their identity realize it's like, man, this industry is so small. It's like, we literally are all in this together. And if you're doing that, it's almost like, you have no interest in being part of this industry or participating with anyone. Almost gives off the vibe that you, of course, we're all here to make money and pay bills, but it gives off the vibe where you're literally only here to suck out whatever you can as far as financial money and stuff out of it and then move on. So all you creators out there, people that are original doing your own thing, don't quit. Don't get overwhelmed when other people make your shit. Just don't stop. And they won't be able to keep up with you. You'll outrun them. Eventually, they'll get tired and they'll slow down and have to take a break and you just keep pushing. So enough of the inspirational bullshit. Let's get on to some other stuff. Um, let's see here. Skoma collab. Let's check it out. I'll pull it up here in one second. I got to get off this joint. Started getting a little emotional there because it, it it's personal for me too. Because yesterday I was worked up. I was like, what the fuck, dude? This industry is so small. We should really just try to help bring each other up and not just fucking knock each other off and whatever. But that's all opinion stuff too, right, guys? And we all have them. Opinions are like assholes. We all got them. Let's pull the Skoma collab up. 
Again, thank you everybody who's hanging out with me today. Feeling good today. Feeling a lot better than I did last week. I'll tell you what. I mean, it's not like things have gotten better, but I feel like last week when we were doing the episode, it was just like text messages and everything coming in all at once. Um, So, and I was like figuring it out during the podcast, like the text messages I was getting and stuff. So, but yeah. So this Skoma collab right here is actually going to be going to Hetty, Hawaii. Uh, let me move my coffee mug so we can get a better view on this thing. Make sure we can see her. I'll move her up just a little bit and I'll spin her for you guys. So this is going to be going to Hetty, Hawaii for Skoma's show. And I apologize if I'm not saying your name right, brother. I got a, I'm from upstate New York. I say milk. I say milk. You know, I say cousin with a T and documentary. Who the fuck is Terry? So sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. The colors that we put with this Skoma prep right here, and this Skoma prep is really cool. I mean, it looks like it's a bunch of molten ore colors. It looks like it is Neptune, which is that darker blue. And then I think it's gold amethyst, really thin, that makes that purpley pink. And then I think there's Mediterranea, like, which is like that more like teal spread through there. There's a bunch of molten ore colors in here. And the colors that we went with um, to accent all this, I was originally going to go with some molten ore colors. But when I was putting them up to them, up to the piece, of course it matched, but I felt like they were like too dark. They were too heavy because the Skoma prep is like pulled thin over white. It almost looks like watercolors, like watercolor paints. And I was like, this is way too hard of colors. And Cormac the day before had made this really cool prep that was a peach and rose fade. So I'll turn it right here because you can see it really good on the drain. Um, so the peach rose fade, so it's peach up here and then it comes down and fades to the pink all the way down in. And I was like, man, that's so subtle and almost like like watercolory pastel looking. Like this is what we're gonna use. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm so happy with how it came out. And I'm stoked. This is going to Skoma Show in Hawaii, and I'm grateful those guys thought of me and reached out to see if I would want to get a collab in. It was really nice of them. Um, but I did back the uh, the bear palm marble right here. I did back that with uh, the gold amethyst. Uh, because there is a lot of gold amethyst in this piece, but like I said, it's pulled thin, so it looks more, looks more like tell magenta. But uh, I find those bear paw opals pop extra hard when you put a dark background behind them. So, yeah, there's that piece right there for you, folks. And uh, this Skoma prep, man, the prep he sent me was so, so clean. But I'll tell you what, every person's prep is a little different because of the way the prep is made. Like Big Z's prep that moves a certain way. The Skoma prep moves a certain way. The Krunkelstein prep moves a certain way. Everyone's prep has like this different chemical makeup and how it moves. And that's really because of how the prep is made. Like glass has a memory. And if you guys aren't glass floors, this is probably something you've never really heard. But glass has a memory. So like... When you're thinking about that Krunkelstein prep, it's a bunch of milli chips like stacked together to create that tubing. That's like a crazy dense tubing with like the glass has crazy memory in it because to make millies, you're taking tons of pieces of glass, pulling them down, cutting them. Like it's just a wild process to make all that and a lot of work on the glass, which the more steps and you put into the glass, the more work you're putting in it is the more memory you're putting into each piece of that glass. And that memory reflects when you're shaping it. And um, memory is the, the word I think that most people use for it in the glass, but um, I can't think of anything really better to describe it. But essentially, it's just like the glass is going to move in the way that it's like chemically stacked in there. I, it's so hard to explain because unless you're a glass blower, it's really difficult to um, paint the picture that makes sense. But essentially, all I'm saying is everybody's prep moves a little differently in the flame. 
And the scoma prep uh, was really smooth and everything. But I noticed like when I was shaping, I was like, oh, I got to be careful. I can like, I can't puff too much air into this. I have to be really cautious when I'm puffing and stuff because where the white sections are, it's a little softer. And if I puff too hard, that part will blow out in between the colors. Um, and maybe that, you know, that's just what I was experienced with how I shaped. So I had to be a little bit slower and careful, but I'm so happy with how it came out. We did the, I did a full color scoma prep perk and everything like handmade joint. So it's just a, it's a really special piece. I think it has some water in it too. Yeah, I can pull on this thing. Sweet. Let me just move the mic just a little bit and then we'll, we'll pull on this piece. Function on this one's ridiculous. She's got a little bit longer neck, but I mean, honestly, it just adds to it. I didn't want to rip apart that scoma prop. It was too pretty. Yeah, I'm super happy with how this piece came out. And I can't wait to see the photos Hedy Hawaii gets because they're always taking photos like out on the beach and like, you know, tropical setting and stuff. So this piece is going to pop, I'm sure, in the photos they take. Let me get a little sip of coffee here, folks. Did you guys know that uh, in the 1960s, McDonald's was supposed to uh, rebrand the Golden Arches? Did you know that? thought that was pretty interesting psychologists argued with them though he was like no we cannot do this you guys cannot rebrand the golden arches because the golden arches resemble breasts and that will help like subconsciously like make people want to come here and buy food um he used a word like freudian i was gonna say it but i'll be honest with you folks i don't really know what freudian means so i'm not gonna use it it's like, if you don't know how to use something, just don't. I've tried before and I always regret it after. Because if anyone calls me out and says, what's that mean? I'm like, oh, no idea. If my dad was here, he'd explain Freudian for all of us. He'd probably know too much about it. Um, oh, I don't need that. That's old coffee. Here's the good coffee. All right, let's check out a couple more pieces here. Um, I've had a few collectors ask me, they're like, oh, can you put my custom on the podcast? And I was like, fuck yeah, because I get to smoke it. So we'll pull out a couple other pieces here. They wanted to see a side by side because these two purples I'm about to bring up are really different, but also a little bit similar. So let's uh, let's move the scoma prep the piece. Let me see here. I want to set this up. Yeah, we'll just fucking we'll spring up one at a time. How about that? And then we'll do a side by side. Talk about them individually. Then we'll do a side by side. Take some dabs on them. Enjoy some of this fresh hash I got yesterday. So this one right here is a full royal jelly, uh, 10 millimeter triple double. When I say triple double, all that means it's a uh, the triple diffuse perk to the double drain. Um, this piece right here, shout out to AB2 Hetty. Um, he's an awesome collector with like the patience of a monk and a super clean beard. So stoked for the support dude thank you so much for uh working with me being patient with me on this project um we really appreciate you i'm really liking where i've been putting the bear paws lately on these on top of this second drain that way no matter what side you're doing your dab video from you get a nice view of that opal uh usually they go like up here on the back and like really you can only see it as far as if like you're the user and you're just kind of looking at it you're like oh it's a pretty piece but like i was like man like i just gotta put the opal somewhere where like when you're taking a dab like the camera can kind of see it too because i feel like a lot of times nowadays these pieces people are buying are made for videos they're made so someone can take a video and put it on the internet and make content with it 
Of course, there's handfuls of pieces that go into private collections and you never see them again. I have pieces like that out there. Like I've had people leave comments being when I drop collabs or I drop like unicorns, like really high end pieces. And people are like, hope someone gets this that actually posts videos and it doesn't just go to a private collection because a lot of the pieces I make do go to like into private collections that you, they just never post them. They just, I think they just smoke them. We actually have a lot of like, um, you know, 40, 50, 60 year old people that, uh, collect Bear Mountain Studios. So like maybe like they just don't use Instagram like that. They just have an Instagram to look at my page and look at the stuff they like and then buy a piece and they just smoke it in their, in privacy. You know, everyone has their own ritual, right? But for the most of us folks that buy this glass and love this glass so much, it's because we love to make videos with it. We love to show people the function and the fucking milk shots and all the smoke. And I don't know. There's just something that's uh, so fun to watch for, for us smokers. I don't know why we love to watch melt shots, like macro shots on the nail of the hash melting and stuff. Like, why do we like watching that so much? I love it. Like, shout out to Cali Dabs. He's killing it, man. That guy, he does beautiful shots. And I guess he just uses, like, his iPhone. But he's doing an awesome job. I want to send that dude, like, something to, like, just, like, play around and dab on. Because he's always, like, leaving comments. He's like, oh, I want to try one of these out or this or that. I'm like, let me send you a prototype or something to play around with. Because he would get some awesome shots. It's, like, one of those things, like, if you do, if you get really good videos and you're really good at it and you're good at, like, creating content and building up and all that stuff, I mean... I'm the type of person that would be happy to like send stuff your way and help you build and stuff like that. Cause my thing is, is the, if, and this is like for any creator out there, anyone that's trying to like be successful as an entrepreneur or something, it's good to be competitive, but it's also really good to help bring each other up because as much as you believe in yourself and you want to be the dude and you want to be the cool guy and the guy that makes it and the guy that people look up to, that might not happen. So in my opinion, it's better to be the guy that helped a lot of people come up and work together with everyone and find a way to be successful as a group instead of having just one big pile by yourself. Find a way to create mutual success between the group, between everyone, because you might not have all the best ideas. The person that has the best ideas might be the person right now that's just, you know, washing dishes or pushing carts, you know, until they are given the opportunity. So bring everybody up, see what everyone has to offer build something amazing i've said this in other episodes there's a lot of glass blowers out there with an incredible amount of skill and if a few of them just got together to build one brand under one name um they'd probably be 10 times as successful as they are just trying to build their one pile by themselves try to work together it's worth a try right if it doesn't work out worst thing that happens is you go back working by yourself i worked by myself for years i never wanted employees I mean, I say I wanted to build Bear Mountain so we could have people working with me. But like when I was first learning, I never wanted to have employees and stuff like that. I, I just felt like so I guess I never wanted to be a boss. I just wanted to be one of the people working at the studio. So it was definitely tough for me a couple of years ago when I got my first employee, which was Cormac. He's still here now crushing. And now we got Brandon has been here for a year, which is Keymaster Glass. Um, now I'm getting more comfortable with it. But maybe I've gotten lucky. I've found in, I found two good dudes, but I didn't hire these guys for their skill at all. I hired them just because I was like, I think I could stand next to you for eight hours a day. Like that was that was it. I wanted to make sure these were people I could be around, that they were good people that had like, you know, I wanted people with some like responsibilities and like people that had like, I just needed people that I could rely on. So I needed to know that they had their own responsibilities and shit they were keeping intact. They have some stability in their life. 
Oh, man. Oh, man. Did I talk about it? I was thinking about stability in people's lives, and I started thinking about my dude Brandon, which is like uh, he's been here for a year now, Keymaster Glass. He told me the other night he got robbed at gunpoint on his way home from from working here. It's crazy. I'm like, who robs some dude like walking home? Like, that's like even his point. Brandon was like, I'm walking home. I don't even have a fucking car or anything or a bike. Like, you're going to rob me. They got $2 off him. He doesn't even have a wallet because he lost his wallet on the bus like a month ago. So they literally got nothing. But I'm glad he's okay. You know, and it's just a crazy world out there. I mean, what? I mean, people get put in shitty situations and it makes them rob each other or hurt each other. It's crazy. So I stay in my garage. Oh, I was going to take a dab. Fuck. Whatever. I'll smoke this and take a dab. We'll, we'll smoke this while we're warming this up. That's fine. This thing's a shredder, though. Super stoked out the folks how this one came out. She rips. She's a, a hair taller than a normal 10 millimeter, 10 millimeter triple double. But only a little bit. But that's okay because AB2 Hetty is getting a full Royal Jelly set. So the height on this will be even more balanced with the mini double diffused he's getting. Which I'm really excited to share this whole set here in the next couple days. I usually don't share the pieces till hopefully the whole set's done. Then I do like, you get my nice light out to show the crushed opal off really well. This crushed opal is like sometimes a challenge to really capture its true sparkle on camera. And then people get them in person and they're like, holy fuck, this thing is so sparkly. I'm like, yeah, I know. Because it's hard to capture that on camera. I got a turbo meter now too, guys. I don't. Last episode we were talking about it. It did get there that day, but it got there after the podcast. So, what are you gonna do? But we got it now for this one. So no more hot dabs. Now we're taking those uh, perfect temp every time. Could have done it years ago. There's a lot of things. As far as smoking accessories and stuff, that's one funny thing about like being a glass blower. And if you're just so busy working and stuff, it's. It's almost like getting older, you know, you're like technology's changing or different fads are coming and going and you're not noticing it all or keeping up with it because you're so busy working. They almost the same thing's happening with smoking culture. There's always a different accessory, a different temperature reader, like that dab right. There's always something new coming out and I can't keep up with all of it. So um, that's why I don't have all the cool accessories because I just haven't been able to keep up with all of it. <clears throat> but I got this fucking turbo meter now and it works pretty good not sponsored by them but um i think next episodes we might be doing a sponsor read we'll see though i'm pretty sure we're getting there guys just trying to kill that one minute and 20 seconds as we wait for this dab tastes still a little spicy yeah we're up in the 600s we can't we can't be doing that we're getting to this this sour it's super fire i'm gonna have to give uh my producers, Mark and I, just some dabs of this after this episode, though, because everyone's got to try this shit. It's fire. Got it yesterday. Peace with Hash actually was nice enough to come over to the studio because I was so busy and stuff. I really couldn't get out and run around, and he brought us some terps. It's funny saying so busy when you guys only – the only time you guys see me is when I'm getting high on camera. So you're like, how busy is Evan really? He's always just on camera smoking weed. But I promise I do other stuff, too. All right, let's see here. We're in the 400s. Ooh, we're going into the fives. Low fives, see? We're just like chill for a second. We're almost there, guys. We're getting so close. We're about to do concentrated weeds. It's going to happen. All right, let me just make sure I got a good angle on this piece. 
Okay, cool. All right, where's my cap? All right, I think the water level should be good in this. I took a dab in it last night to make sure it was right. you know what <coughs> I would have given that <clears throat> maybe 10 more seconds it would have been really the perfect temp wasn't that it was hot but um there's definitely not much to clean up wow those were really tasty now that right there that sour I think it's sour dub or something like that whatever the fuck that is that reminds me of shit I used to get when I was living in New York City there's that flavor <coughs> Wow. It's like a, that sour gas. Mm. Wow. Okay. You know when you just, the terps just hit you and they just keep going and instead of your mouth getting dry, it just gets, you know, more like you're fucking drooling from the terps, how good they are. That's how you know it's good. Lip smacking good. Someone the other night. Um, tried to t give me money to slurp on camera when I was in Twitch. They tried to tip me. They're like, will you just get really close to the camera and start slurping your coffee? And I said, bro, just check my podcast out. It's free. All right. There you go. Okay, let's check out this side-by-side -side with Infradab's piece. Shout out to Infradab. Thank you so much, brother, for being so patient with me. Let me get this in a way where you can see them both, but still have this one up front. Infradab's piece is a little bit more than normal size. This one's just a hair taller. So Infradab's piece was um, honestly a lot more work than AB2 Hetty's just because of the prep itself. AB2 Hetty's prep is royal jelly sleeved and crushed opal. Um, Infradab's prep is a lot of sleeving. It's um, First, there's a secret white purple rain fade. And then that was sleeved with purple rain filled with crushed opal. And then it was sleeved again with purple rain and crushed opal. So it's double opal sleeve, double purple rain, secret white purple rain fade. It's just a crazy mix of a color. And it turned out to this beautiful like lavender kind of like color. I think we're calling it lavender smoke, something like that. On live, we we're all trying to figure out what we should call this color because it's just, it looks like it should be a molten aura color because of how like cloudy it is and like just the hues it's giving off, but it's not. It's just like a crazy color mix we made here in the studio of Purple Rain, Secret White, layered a bunch of times and faded. Uh, really stoked how it came out. There is a drop down for it, and he got a Terp Slurp set, which I've uh, never made one of those before. So stoked to try and do that, but they look pretty simple. And he's actually getting a bear paw in the Terp Slurper marble, so he can do those fun Slurper videos with the bear paw on top of the nail. Stoked to see that. So cool to see how fucking Toro is just always been an innovator and in changing the game and like doing his own thing. And he's not, he doesn't like, he doesn't do like, I feel like he doesn't have to or doesn't do any sort of like showing his face and talking on camera or anything. He's just like, his work just speaks for itself. But that dude's been around forever. I mean, he's one of the, I feel like he's one of the people that laid the groundwork for like scientific pipes and all these different crazy functionals. I mean, the quartz game, obviously he's killing that too. Just everything he does. I hope to get there someday. 
keep working towards it. I'm only at year seven though, so I try not to jump the gun and I try to stay in my lane. Cause I've said it before, but a lot of these guys think that you know they should already be getting paid or doing what you know Yushin are doing or what Toro's doing or what Joe Peters is doing, and that's just not it, guys. Like these guys have been doing it 15, 20 years. I mean, let us get to that 15, 20 year mark. You know what I mean? We gotta go through our trials and tribulations as an artist and as a creator. You know, we gotta do the production line stuff. We gotta do the like starving artist stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot of different things that I feel like help build you up. I'm not saying that you have to do it. I guess I'm going to contradict myself a little bit. You don't have to follow any path. You follow your path and find your own success the way you find it. We don't, you know, you don't have to do what everyone else does. But at the same time, I feel like when you're trying to compare yourself to someone that's been doing it 15, 20 years and you're like, why don't people like this as much as theirs? Or why don't I have this? And they do, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. That's more what I'm saying. Like, look at, uh, Look how far those people and how long they've been working. You know, give yourself time to grow. All right. And for Dab's piece, let's get a dab on her. This one's a shredder too. Oh, man. How are we doing today, Marcus? This episode feels like it's we're going pretty pretty smooth right now. It feels good. You got a lot to talk about. Yeah. You're at 35. Sweet. This is actually perfect. That's right where I wanted to be. That's where it says, it says 35 right now. Right there. This is the moment. You should be at 35 minutes. I'm so fucking scheduled today, guys. I'm I'm hooked in. All right. There's another one for you. It's funny. A lot of you guys that watch this podcast, you've been sending me funny ideas for shirts. And I'm like, and they're like shirts that would only, if you watch the podcast really closely, that you would understand this shirt. And I'm like, guys, I'll do this. But I think there's like only 10 of us right now that really would get this. And uh, we're never going to be in the same room at least not until this COVID thing's over. So like the shirt, I love it. Maybe I'll just make one for you and send it to you and you can wear it and send me pictures and I'll giggle. But for right now we're babies, but I love the ideas. Eventually we'll have our own little funny inside joke shirts and shit. I'm sure we already got the shrimp donut emote on Twitch. So we do have that. Sick. See, there we go. Everybody in my crew is doing things. That's why we need a second producer, because we're all doing so many things that we need help. And we got Aisha. He's chilling here today, seeing how we're setting everything up and how we run it. And he's going to be helping us out. I didn't ask him ahead of time if I could say his name on camera or shout him out. But I'm assuming it's okay. <laughs> he gave me a thumbs up. We're good. Sweet. Well, it's a great Thursday. The temperature is good. Uh, the air quality is hazardous, and we are taking dabs. It's hard to complain about air quality when you're slamming hash all day and smoking joints and breathing in propane from your fucking torch or blowing glass over. So for me, the quality of air is always a little thick. What do we got here? Getting some GMO cake on InfraDab's piece. Again, shout out to InfraDab. Oh, I already scooped some. We'll put a little more on there. What are you going to do? I already opened it and it smells really good. Oh my God. I took a dab yesterday on a turf slurper that literally like I was holding onto this table for a half an hour straight, just trying to figure out who I was. I was so fucking stoned. And like, I don't remember the people leaving that gave me the dab. I, I, I mean, they just, they, they came to our studio. Well, peace within hash came and he wants to come on the podcast too and bring some, like some turps and we'll talk about, you know, washing and growing. We'll do a whole growing and hash episode for you guys. Cause I've had a few of you ask about that, 
So, but they came over and they got all of a stone. They got, they gave Brandon his first Terp Slurper dab, Cormac. Brandon just looked upset the rest of the day. He just looked upset the rest of the day. He, every time I looked at him, he was just frowning. I'm like, Brandon, what's wrong? He's like, nothing. I'm like, that Terp Slurper hurt his feelings. I know it did. And it hurt mine too. Cause I had to go inside and change the cat litter after I hit the Terp Slurper. And I couldn't breathe. Cause I was still trying to catch my breath. And I'm like, covering my face like this while I'm trying to do the cat litter and like trying to catch my breath coughing and I'm just breathing in and I'm taking deep breaths to the stuff and just gagging because I can just taste it. My mouth is all cotton mouth and dry so it's like a big sticky fly trap that's just catching all the poopy cat air. Yesterday was not great but today is going to be awesome because we're doing the podcast. I got fresh hash and I got fun glass to make today and I'm almost caught up with all this shit that I've been so behind on. It feels great. Okay, low temper. Let's do it. Well, semi low. And for Deb's piece, here we go. This Deb's too big for me. What am I doing? Not qualified. Fuck. Wow. Well, Terps. <coughs> Terps. <coughs> wow. Little shredder. Whoa. Yeah, but. <coughs> Terps slurpers hurt people's feelings. <coughs> they are so crazy. And then like a half hour after I was like dying, I felt amazing. I had a great, you know, an awesome high. It was almost like I did <coughs> some like <coughs> mushrooms and I was on that little come up and just feeling good and positive and clear headed. It was wild, but definitely for a half hour, I was just lost. It was so much. And it was my first time ever fully taking the Terp Slurp dab too that these people have given me. Because for like months they've given me dabs and I'm like, I can't finish it. Yesterday, well, I had mushrooms in my system, but they weren't they weren't psychedelic psilocybin. They were just like taking those host defense, all the different like mushrooms that are good for your brain and good for your like lung health and all that stuff. So I was like, had that hyper mushroom focus, and I slammed the whole slurper dab, and I felt so cool. Like I was like, I took the whole thing in, and then immediately regretted it because then I was like, oh my god, what am I doing? You're, you have to work. It's like fucking. 1 30 in the afternoon it was so much to do and I, I still worked but it's just like it was just a haze and it was a battle you guys know when you get like too stoned and you still have to get stuff done and it's literally like you're 50 of you is focused on you working the other 50 is just trying not to throw up and fall over and it's just it's a i mean you build character you know you learn how to get through some crazy shit about wow, the terps on that gmo cake have got my nose running that's how terpy it is. That is crazy. Super good hash. <clears throat> um, oh, man. Okay, let's slow down for a second. The hash. The hash is hitting. We'll smoke some weed now and just chill. Um, Nickelodeon Gak. I know what it's made out of. The year was 1997. 
Orlando, Florida. Uh, I went to Nickelodeon. And uh, I was one of the lucky few kids to be picked to be on this, like, part of this show thing. They picked, like, three people. I was lucky enough to be one of the ones picked. And um, we're in the hallway waiting to go onto this little stage thing where we get, like, we have to eat gak and gak gets, like, poured on us or whatever. I'm not making this up. I swear to God. Um, And they had us all taste the gak before we went out because they wanted to make sure, like, because we're kids, you know, they're like, hey, this is what's happening. Like, there was no surprises. You know, they're not going to surprise children that much, you know. So they they gave us all little, like, little ramekins with samples of the different gaks. There was, like, three different gaks. One was green applesauce. One was just vanilla pudding. And the other one was something else. But all the only ones I remember is the green applesauce and the vanilla pudding. But there was three. Um, so on the TV show, if people are eating gak or they're pouring it on their face and it's going in their mouth, it's probably pudding. Or or uh, applesauce. Or whatever the third option was. You guys wanted to know that, right? Cool. Um Oh man, what else happened in Florida too? I found out I was fat in Florida. That was a weird day. I think it was the same. No, it was 1998 because I was eight years old. I wasn't seven. Um, I was in a hot tub. And uh, I was hanging out with these kids. And I thought that was really cool. I think I might have even talked about this on the podcast before. I don't even remember. Have I, Mark? No. No? <laughs> I think as I told myself, I probably shouldn't talk about it on the podcast. It's just not point, it's pointless. But here we are. Episode 30. This is what you're getting now. Um, I was in a hot tub and, uh, I was like eight, I was chilling with all the homies. I was drinking a virgin pina colada, feeling pretty cool. I think like, uh, like that Nelly song was on, like, what was that Nelly song? Fuck, I know the beat, but I can't think of the lyrics right now, but it was a Nelly song. It was on, I was feeling cool. Um, and I was hanging out with these three kids and a couple of girls just being cool. Eight year olds, a couple of them were older. And then the one kid pointed at me, he's like, you have bigger boobs than my sister. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh no. And then I realized I was fat when I was eight. And I asked my mom too. I was like, mom, am I fat? And she's like, you're just husky. I'm like, oh, just husky. Is that, is that, what, is, what's that, is that, is that what everyone else was told that was a thick boy? Is what it is. Um, all right. Where's a couple other things next week. It's another uh, solo podcast. Oh, man, there's something else I want to talk about. But where are we at here? I don't think guys, we have time. Um, fuck it. You only have 45. No, I have 45. Okay. Maybe take one more dab then real quick because this I that's plenty of time. Let's take one more dab real quick. Whoa, whoa. Hang on to her. Oh, man. I grew up in farms and, like, wooded areas. I've, like, I know Colorado has tons of forests and shit, but it's just not, like, where I grew up. And sometimes I miss it. I definitely never would move back. But I kind of feel like, oh, man, I wish my kiddo could, like, grow up just building tree forts and playing in the woods and climbing waterfalls. And I'm sure she could. But the forests here in Colorado have fucking bears and mountain lions. So that's not happening here. But I feel like as a parent, sometimes you can fucking try to like imagine what you want your kids to have or what type of life or how you want them to grow up. But we got to realize that in their perspective, the world they're having around them and happening is the only world. It's everyone's world. It's the world that everyone experienced because it's their experience. They don't know any different. 
So I try not to get too hung up being like, fuck, I wish my daughter could have this because we're in the pandy. So some things aren't normal. She can't, things just aren't like I, when I grew up, it just, we're not at the fucking bowling alley, you know, trading Pokemon cards and drinking root beer floats. So that's what I was doing when I was two. No, I think I was like seven or eight. Damn, I had a lot of fun when I was seven and eight. It was a good time. What happened? Um, let's heat this up real quick for one more dab on InfraDab's piece because this thing is a shredder. Yeah, this was, I mean, this I've had a good time today, guys. This has been fun. Thank you all of you guys that made it this far. I don't even know how many people ever make it this far into my shit, but I'm still here. And I'm stoked that you guys are too. So thank you. Me and my dad talked about some of this a little bit when we were hanging out. How like, uh, I mean, this fucking mic is in a weird spot. We're going under it again. Look at this. We're doing tricks. But yeah, like, you know, some people think like fucking like aliens built the pyramids and all that kind of stuff. I really do think humans did everything. I don't think it was aliens, but I don't think that we know exactly how all these humans did it. And I don't think we know when they did it. I definitely don't think shit was built just 5,000 years ago. I think a lot of this shit's way older. But, I mean, I feel like it's just so easy for, like, our species to forget things. I mean, we don't even remember how, like, certain things were done, like, 100 years ago, let alone things that were built 5,000 years ago. I mean, Cleopatra, she was the last pharaoh of Egypt, but the creation of the iPhone is closer to her birth than the pyramids being built. So she's Cleopatra, Pharaoh of Egypt. The iPhone invention was closer to her than the fucking pyramids being built. That's that shit blows my mind. I'm like the pyramids were thousands of years old when Cleopatra was around. I mean, I think they were almost 3000 years old when she was around. Shit's crazy. At least in the uh, official history books. I think a lot of that shit is like 10,000 plus years old, but yeah, I don't know. I think humans did everything. And if aliens did come down, I don't think it was aliens. I think it was just humans that are coming back. Because I think, if anything, Earth is some lost fucking colony. And I'm some I'm sure some weird fat bearded dude has already written a book about it somewhere. But if you want to get real sci-fi and wild, if you want to believe in aliens and all that stuff, which I do believe in aliens, I just don't think that they're here. And if they are here, we are the aliens because I feel like where Earth is, we're out like in the boondocks. We're out in the middle of nowhere when it comes to the Milky Way. Like we're not in the main clusters of stars. We're out on the side skirts. We're in, we're in a little shack in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's so dark where we are. They wouldn't even be able to see us. So we're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. So if anything, I feel like we're just a lost colony of fucking aliens that got stuck here on Earth. You know, the people that knew how to build the shit died. And then all the just regular people were left over and then we've just been making babies for the last, you know, 100,000 years and we forgot how to do everything. Who knows? Smoke weed every day. Oh, I forgot my dab. We'll try again. This is perfect though. This is how, this is how I finished my episode. It's just messy and senseless. Messy and senseless. That's where we're at. But I hope you guys are in that mind state too. Hopefully you're baked enough on this Sunday afternoon or morning, whenever the fuck you're watching it, honestly. Who knows? You might watch this episode 35 years after it comes out. I have no idea. But if you guys are, thanks for tuning in. <clears throat> Where's the turbo meter? There we are. All right. Well, definitely have um, some guests planned, but I jinxed one of them one time, which was Goliath, because I said he was going to be on, and then the pandy happened. So I'm not going to say any more guests until like 
you know, they're like, I'm on my way. Or like, it's like a couple days before, just in case the universe decides to throw some other crazy thing at us. Um, but yeah. Um, wow. A lot of ums right now. I'm just so baked already. And I'm, I'm contemplating like, why are you taking another dab, Evan? But I'm like, the Terps are too good. I didn't really smoke any of this hash last night because I got so baked on that Terp slurp that I was ter- I was scared of hash. I even I quit in my head for like at least a couple hours. There was a couple hour period where I was like, I don't smoke hash anymore now. I just bought six grams and I don't smoke anymore. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I can't wait to fucking take some dabs today and then fucking podcast and try all this hash. You know, it's the natural progression of someone who maybe uses a lot of stimulants to keep their day going. Coffee, hash, coffee, hash. It's what it is. Works for me. I don't know if it'd work for everyone. I know a few friends that tried it and that ended up with serious anxiety attacks. But you got to watch out for that caffeine. You got to drink more water. I think that's what it is. And uh, don't have too much on your plate if you're going to fuck with psychedelics because it can lead down paths of uh, anxiety and panic attacks. Have your shit together. Is this good content, Mark? I don't know, dude. This is a mess today again, but I've I've had way more fun today. Today I felt like myself, but it's nice. I even told my wife, I'm like, fuck it. I just got to be here. Like he has to listen to me for an hour. I can't bore two people for an hour. Like I already do it to Mark every week. I can't do it to two people. All right. Well, that was good. No, I'm definitely too baked. Okay. Well, this was fun, guys. Don't forget to check out bmsglass.com if you guys need mood mats or anything like that. We have another t-shirt coming up. We'll be showing that probably next episode. Um, Don't forget about our Sunday sale. It's going to be September 27th. Uh, We were going to do one this weekend, but it falls on my wife's birthday. And I'm like, no, we're just chilling on your birthday. We're going to relax. You're 30. We actually didn't get to do anything for my 30th. We actually didn't have any money. It was crazy. The first three months of this year, we didn't make any money. It was wild. A lot of crazy shit happened. We've helped helping people in life. Everyone has shit going on. But my point is, I'm so, we're in a lot better place now on her 30th birthday than we were on mine in March. So uh, thank you so much, everybody that supports the What's Up Everybody podcast. Um, I hope you guys keep on tuning in. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. And uh, it does help. Every little bit helps. Make sure you check out our Twitch channel. It's uh, at Bear Mountain Studios on Twitch. I do lives, I mean, at least twice a day usually, and we're hanging out on there. It's almost like the podcast, but I'm answering questions. We're seshing together, and then we're blowing glass on the on these benches and lathes right behind me. So we do a little bit of everything on there, and it's a more interactive, fun way to hang out. Um, yeah, and thanks to Mark and Aja for hanging out with me today and helping with the podcast. You guys have a great day. Thank you.